Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. He's a coach, he's a beloved pastor, and now he's the author of his third book, Seven Steps to Elevating Effective Leadership. Today we interview Rex Tonkins. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On today's show, we have a wonderful in-studio interview with a dear friend of mine, coach, pastor, and now leadership mentor and motivational speaker, Rex Tonkins, who has written this new book, Seven Steps to Elevating Effective Leadership. This man is a leadership guru, but he follows Jesus. I want to introduce my friend, Pastor Rex Tonkins. Rex, welcome to the program. Thank you. Certainly an honor to be here. What a pleasure to be with you once again. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a little froggy here. You got me all choked up. <laughs> Just, um, this is the third book that you've written. Now, yes. a couple of years ago, we had you on this program with your second book, was yes. all about prayer. Yes. Remind people who you are. Well, Rex Tonkins, I've written a book on Seven Steps to Elevate and Effective Prayer, and I'm also part of um, a ministry called The Destiny Project, which is a youth outreach celebrating our 20-year anniversary this year, and also National Day of Prayer, and also with Billy Graham Evangelist Association as the coordinator. Well, mention that. You were the state coordinator for Colorado for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and you mm -hmm. were just recently in Charlotte, North Carolina, yes, sir. the same time that Billy Graham passed away. Yes, yes, definitely honored to be associated with such a ministry, with such a legacy as um, Dr. Billy Graham and the ministry, reaching people all around the world for almost seven decades. So definitely got some things that I would love to learn more and more about um, the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. As you know, he just passed away and left us tremendous legacy of evangelism. Well, not just preaching the gospel. We all mm -hmm. know him as the evangelist. And, and I saw him preach at a Billy Graham crusade in Buffalo, New York in 1989. Wow. Uh, but you have served on the staff of mm -hmm. his ministry alongside his son, Franklin Graham. And this past month, you've preached on the same platform as his grandson, Will yes. Graham. Yes. Uh, tell me about your traveling and speaking ministry. Well, basically, um, I, when I write a book, I do a book tour, and I try to line everything according to where I can, if I'm going to be on the East Coast, I try to line up everything where I'm going to be at certain places that I need to be with my responsibilities. And so as a result, I was in North Carolina and um, at the headquarters, just gaining more insight on my role as a leader for Colorado. And while I was there, you know, of course, um, Dr. Graham, the next day, went home to be with Jesus. And so wow. from that moment there, everything shifted dr dramatically in, um, from celebration and also sadness, too, to see him leave. But we know he's celebrating with the Father now. But you've also worked alongside uh, people like the Dobsons, yes. who coordinate mm -hmm. the National Day of Prayer. Yes. yes. Uh, you helped organize the Franklin Graham uh, event, which was yes. on the steps of the state capital yes, in yes, Denver sir. last year. Yes, sir. Um, and being around other great evangelists mm -hmm. or other great family ministers, mm -hmm. how has that impacted you personally? What is your gift? Well, the biggest thing that I see 
um, you know, I have a heart for youth and a heart for evangelism, a heart for prayer. What I noticed with these leaders that I've had opportunity to, to serve along with is their prayer life. They are tremendous prayer warriors. I, um, um, the Dobsons, they are, they are really catalysts for prayer for our nation. Shirley Dobson and learning what they have, what they make as priority. And even Dr. Billy Graham being a catalyst, they said he used to be prostrate on the floor seeking God before crusades. And, and he's also responsible for initiating National Day of Prayer meeting with um, President Truman and asking him to start a National Day of Prayer in 1952. 1952? Yes. When the National Day of Prayer, and he was a counselor to how many presidents after that? All oh, of them. It's, it's been several, several presidents. I don't, I don't lost count, there's been so many. Right. <laughs> well, now you've written your own book on leadership, mm -hmm. and this is Seven Steps to Elevating Effective Leadership. We're yes. gonna go through this point mm -hmm. by point. Mm -hmm. This is gonna be a two episode interview. So yes. today is part one, but tomorrow we'll finish part two with Pastor or Coach Rex Tonkins. Why do you say elevating effective leadership? Well, you know, one of the things that as we seek God in prayer, he raises our level of insight, raises our level of influence. And so we as leaders, in order to elevate, we have to go down on our knees in prayer to get the mind of God. And as we get into a place where he elevates us, we got to speak what he tells us to speak. To be effective leader is a leader who makes a difference in seeing change and producing results in people's lives. And so not just being a leader, but in a, a leader who helped raise his people up and a leader who is very effective in helping them be encouraged, equipped, and empowered to do God's will. And in order to go up, you got to go down. Because yes. Jesus says, "Greater, uh, the greatest among you will be the servant That's of right. all. Or as John the Baptist says, he must increase, so and I must decrease. decrease. Amen. And so humility is a big part of, of the themes that you write about yes. in uh, effective leadership. Each chapter, what I like about this book is it's very simple. And it's, it's very short for mm -hmm. people who don't know how to read like me. <laughs> but, but not a lot of pictures though, not a lot of comics. I mean, this is, this is a serious <laughs> book that you've written. Yes. But I'm saying the chapter mm -hmm. titles are very simple. Let me mm -hmm. read some of the chapter titles. Love, mm -hmm. encouragement, attitude, delegation, endurance, readiness, servanthood. Yes. So those are the seven steps. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the first step, which is love. Yes. Well, you know, um, 1 Corinthians 13, one, you know, I've had opportunities to serve many, um, three decades in roles of leadership, you know, from playing football, running track, um, all distribution supervisor, pastor, youth pastor, all these different roles. and I found that some of the key things that, that Jesus required of us is love. To be effective, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 says, you can have a, be a great orator, you can do great things, have great gifts. The Bible says if you don't have love, you're just a bunch of noise. I mean, you're tinkling symbol. You're just a symbol making noise instead of a leader who comes forth with the heart of God in a loving way. And so love is a key thing. It's the language of heaven. Love is, and so leaders got to operate in loving people, and love means to correct, to inspect, and to protect. And so sometimes we get mixed up what love is. Love is being concerned about the well-being of another, and so it's important that we as leaders operate in love, and it, we may not always come across as the way we should. In my years of 
leading, I found that the most times that I came across in a non-loving way, it didn't work too good. I found that when I came across in the loving and with poise and calm way to people and sharing the truth, it was much better. So we're going to take a short break. Mm -hmm. We're talking with pastor and coach Rex Tonkins about the seven steps to elevating effective leadership. Yes. More right after this. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I want to make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. I even demanded my own misdemeanor court-martial and finally, Congress agreed with me and reversed the bad Navy policy. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign that petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Coach Rex Tonkins, who has written this book, Seven Steps to Elevating Effective Leadership. Rex, you have a website. Where can people buy a copy of this book? RexTonkins.com is where you can find all the information about what we do as a ministry, and what we do with you know, books and as an author. So RexTonkins.com is where you can find us. And coincidentally, that is your name. And uh, <laughs> you and your wife, Vicki, share the same last name, Tonkins, yes. Vicki Tonkins. She's also well, into leadership. She's yes. uh, running for county commissioner here yes. in Colorado Springs. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and you guys have a family. Describe your family. Well, I have a son is 28 um, years old and a daughter-in-law he's married to. And I have a daughter that's 23. And I have a grandbaby who's going to be three in July. And I have another grandbaby on the way. So I'm very thankful for God's mercy and grace to um, bless to have a wonderful family, wonderful wife. And we're going into our 31st year of being married just coming July. And so we're just excited that God has graced us and given us his mercy on our family. So when you wrote this book about mm -hmm. leadership mm -hmm. and the title of the first chapter of the seven steps, the first step is love. Mm -hmm. You're speaking from experience here. 31 yeah. years of marriage, that's yes. love. Yes, I found that if you love God more than you love your family, 
you're going to love them much more, better, and, and more. Um, um, and Wait, more, you, yeah. say that again. <laughs> you, you love God more than you love your wife. Yes, yes, because if you, you know, when I bring God first, he's going to help me love in a way that I never imagined before. And so my love for God has made a tremendous difference in how I care and take care and nurture people. Because I, I, if I try to love in my own ability, it's not going to go too well. <laughs> so, and that fulfills the great commandment, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Jesus said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, yes. and love your neighbor mm -hmm. as yourself. So right. it, it, there's got to be a priority system where God comes first, exactly. and then family second, and self comes last. Exactly. Exactly right, and so that's been, that's been the the difference. And I noticed that when I when I brought myself first, it didn't go too well. So all these years of experience, I found God first, following His word. You know, Micah six eight says, "What do the Lord require of thee? To do justly, do us right, yeah. To love mercy, be kind, and to walk humbly with thy God." We got to be submissive to God. Talk about youth ministry because mm -hmm. you do these basketball camps with yes. young people, mm -hmm. and you were a a track star and a football star. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were a recruited athlete. Mm -hmm. You, yes, you almost went mm -hmm. to the NFL if it mm -hmm. wasn't for an injury. Yes. But mm -hmm. uh, when you show love to young people, what does that look like? Well, basically time. You know, love basically equates to being creative, to um, spend time with those that you want to see become, fulfill their purpose and destiny. So we we develop an environment for young people where they can hear the Word of God, have a break, break break together, fellowship, and we have fun activities. But the, the base of everything we do is centered around the Word of God and teaching them life skills, leadership principles, and teaching them the Word of God. So the very base of what we do with Destiny, our outreach, is providing a place where young people can hear the Word of God, a safe and fun environment. And they feel that love. The Title of your second chapter, step two mm -hmm. of the seven steps, mm -hmm. is encouragement. Yes. What do you mean by encouragement? Well, you know, I think about in First Samuel 36, um, the David um, was out to war, and then while he was out to war, um, the enemies came and took their families, burned all their belongings, and took their families. And so um, all the men that was with David were distraught. They were crying. They were, I mean, they cried so hard they couldn't cry no more. And then they began to get a little mad at David because they feel like it was David's fault. But what David did, the Bible says, he encouraged himself in the Lord. So I want to emphasize in the Lord, in prayer, in the presence of God. That's where we find our encouragement. And so we as leaders must know how to encourage ourselves in the Lord. If we, re some, if we often re wait on everybody else to encourage us, we're going to be waiting a long time. We've got to find our encouragement in God. And as we as leaders lead, we've got to encourage, we've got to empower, and we've got to help others move forward. You know, sometimes I personally feel discouraged, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I have these goals and I mm -hmm. have these ambitions, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's not coming together for mm -hmm. me. Uh, but, but when I feel depressed or when I feel sad mm -hmm. about my circumstances in life, Mm -hmm. uh, what should I do? If, if other people are not encouraging me, how can I receive encouragement from the Lord? Well, first of all, you get in His Word. You talk to the Lord in prayer. You, you just pour out your heart to the Lord. And what, whatever you're facing, whatever you're dealing with, you just give your heart to Christ. You tell Him about your frustrations. You tell you just, just, even if you have to use a loud voice, you just pour out your heart to God. And when you do that, God brings a, you get an answer 
from heaven. He give you a solution, a strategy on what to do as we pour our heart out to God in prayer. So that encouragement, uh, suddenly he fills our discouraged heart with great courage. Yes, he infused us with courage to continue to move forward. And you've written all about that when you've written a whole chapter on mm -hmm. encouragement. When yes. you receive that encouragement from God, mm -hmm. how does that communicate to others? Other people around you feel discouraged. Mm -hmm. So how do you speak a word of encouragement to them? What do you say? Well, see, you know, playing football, you get, you get hit. I was a running back, so you get hit a lot and you get knocked down. And, and life is that way. Life knocks you down, and, but you, you got to get back up. You know, the bounce. I get knocked yeah. down, but I get up again. Was it Chumbawamba sang that song? I, I think I know that song. So, yeah, so you just got to keep getting back up. And so the way I keep getting back up over the years, I've had some, you know, I'm, we all have faced our challenges, you know, and by my experience of failures and um, not passing key exams and different things that, you know, losing jobs and that kind of thing, I found that when I get alone with God and I seek him and yeah. I pour my heart out to him all of a sudden my spirit man is strengthened I'm yeah. infused with power to go forth so to answer your question is the solution for me and the survival mode for me has been prayer and time in his word you know that's the keys yeah. for me well, not only did you write this book mm -hmm. on leadership, which mm -hmm. is your new book, mm -hmm. you wrote the other book. The sec yes. Your second book was all about prayer, yes. Seven Steps to Elevating Effective yes. uh, Prayer. Yes. And there was a book before this, Seven yes. Steps to Purpose. Seven. Yes, exactly. So, so the first book's on purpose, mm -hmm. the second book is on prayer, the third book is now on leadership. Yes. Where again can people get a copy of this? They can go to Amazon.com and type in Rex Tonkins, or you can just type in the title, or you can go to RexTonkins.com and find the link and order the book there as well. So we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we will talk about chapter three or step three of the seven steps to effective leadership. More with Rex Tonkins. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Are you frustrated at the direction your country is headed? Are you ready to fight for a cause and change the world? Do you believe God has called Christians to make a difference? Announcing a new book by Chaplain Gordon Klingenschmidt entitled How to Liberate the World in 30 Days, a step-by-step -step guide to take back your country. Dr. Alan Keyes wrote the foreword saying, This book needs to be placed in the hands of every millennial and Bible-believing pastor in America. In How to Liberate the World in 30 Days, Gordon Klingenschmidt equips you with 30 powerful political tools in a 30-day devotional. His 15 inspiring true stories of political victory prove the effectiveness of these methods. You don't even need to get elected to take back your government. By becoming the media, gathering petitions, building an army, and prayerfully fighting the right enemy, you can reverse bad laws and help establish the kingdom of God right now. But if you read this book, you just might get elected too. Order your copy today. It's available in the Superstore at WND.com on Amazon, and you can get the first chapter free right now if you visit the website SchoolOfLiberty.org. Again, that's SchoolOfLiberty.org. That's SchoolOfLiberty.org. It's time to take back your country. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I want to make available to you a new resource 
a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. Join now for step three of the seven steps of effective elevating leadership. And step three is attitude. <laughs> uh, now we're at 7,280 feet above sea level. We're not mm -hmm. talking about altitude. <laughs> we're talking about attitude. Yes. What, is, what is the mindset you got to have? Well, attitude determines your altitude yeah. in God. Yeah, so yeah. when we develop an attitude of gratitude, we get God's attention. We go through life, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, everything, give thanks unto God. And so we got to learn to have an attitude that is um, thankful. Even during tough times. During tough times too. You know, what I, if I feel yeah. like I don't have anything to be thankful for? Well, you just take some time and you, you start counting your blessings. Like, glad to have a roof over your head or glad to have life, glad to have a family. You start thinking about at least three to ten things that you could be thankful for, and that can start adjusting your attitude. Basically, attitude is what is your pattern of thinking. It's how you think. And so Philippians 4.8 says, think on these things that are of a good report, things that are noble, things that are true. So when we start thinking about things that is correct, thinking about the Word of God and letting that Word get in us, the Bible says in that same verse is meditate on these things. So as we meditate on the things that are good, we meditate on God's word, the Bible says we have peace. And so we, it's important that we meditate. And then you know, think about a cow. A cow has four stomachs. And so it has, they call it chewing the cud. So cow would start digesting food and it goes into one stomach. And then it goes to the next one. And then it goes to, so. And sometimes <laughs> it comes back up. <laughs> yeah, it comes you know? back up, exactly. And that's why they chew on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And so. We have to chew on the word. We have to chew on things that are good. I mean, just we live in a beautiful region, the Pikes Peak region. If you just look at the beauty of Pikes Peak, 14,000 feet high, yeah. snows on, snow cap. When you start thinking about how awesome God is and how he made everything. Purple Mountain Majesties. <laughs> yes. They ought to write a song about that. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. So if you start thinking on things that are good, it's going to affect your attitude and it's going to raise your level to be more positive. But if you're always thinking about, just think about, what do, you th what do most people are thinking about all the time? What, are you, what is coming out of your mouth? That could determine, if you wrote down everything that came out of your mouth, you'll be realizing, boy, I, I'm saying a lot of bad things. I'm thinking a lot of bad things. Maybe I need to think about some good things. Think about and meditate yeah. on the Word of God. And Romans 12 talks about the renewing mm -hmm. of your mind. Yes. And Ephesians 5, Jesus talks mm -hmm. about washing, in this case, mm -hmm. our minds with the water of the word. Yes. How does the word of God renew our minds and change the way that we think? The word of God is full of life. And so when we are reading 
and speaking and meditating on the word. It is washing all the filth and all the negative thinking and things that are not contrary, things that are contrary to where God has it. Those things are washed away and we walk in truth. And the Bible says when we walk in truth, then we're going to walk in life. And so it's important that we meditate and think on those things that are true and, and lovely. And that changes our attitude. Yes. So if we don't have peace, if we don't mm -hmm. have joy, if we don't have thanksgiving, mm -hmm. there's something about our thinking. I yes. like to say uh, every sin that's in me mm -hmm. has its roots in a lie. Mm -hmm. And exactly. if, I can, if I can remove the lie and confound it with truth, mm -hmm. then I'll pluck the sin out by its roots. Exactly. And that will create in us an attitude of holiness and reverence and glory and Come worship on. to the Lord. Amen, that's awesome. That's exact, very great um, way you picture that and paint that picture, that word picture was excellent of how the word can uproot stuff out of our, this seated in our, conscious mind or down in the core of our being that's what the word does it just sheds light on our motives it sheds light on all the different things it reveals god's word reveals who we are and it shows us who we are and just like a mirror does and then when we realize boy that ain't right thinking well i need to get rid of that you know i i everybody ain't supposed to serve me i'm supposed to be a servant by yeah, example yeah. and so you, you just lord learning that these mindsets, these thought structures that are not biblical has to be crushed and moved away. <laughs> well, we're gonna do the second half of the mm -hmm. book tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Everyone tune in tomorrow because you're gonna hear chapters four, five, six, and seven about seven steps to effective leadership. But right now, Pastor Rex, there's mm -hmm. somebody out there watching yes. who needs a word of prayer mm -hmm. and a word of encouragement. Yes. We have just a minute left. Would okay. you speak to them and yes. lead us in prayer? I will. Well, if I wanna say, to each of you, every single person has influence. You may not feel like you're a leader, or you may be in a leadership role and may not feel like you're affected. But as we turn to God's word, Micah 6, 8 says, what do the Lord require of thee? To do what's right, to do justly, to love mercy, be kind, and to walk in humble submission to God, the, in humility. So I wanna pray that God help us all to be the leaders he require us to be in this day and time and in day and age. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every single person that's watching this TV broadcast. And Father, I thank you that the things that we share today will bring light, hope to every single person. Holy Spirit, we thank you. It's, by, it's not by might nor by power, by your spirit that you help us become the leaders that, we're, that you have destined us to be and help us fulfill our purpose, our reason for living. God, help us fulfill the destiny you have, an intended journey, and help us to lead by example, by loving people, encouraging people, and having the proper thinking and dealing with life issues. Lord, we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. His website, rextonkins.com, and our website is prayinjesusname.org. Please donate when you visit PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer today, call us during business hours at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Today I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 
after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.